Hi everyone, this is Sophia. Um, welcome to my podcast. I'm going to be doing a brief discussion today about just eating and eating habits. Um, I came across a diet tips sheet in um, some old Word file. I remember I, a couple of years ago, a friend of mine had approached me and asked me, how do I um, stay slim or what tips would I have to give or offer um, as far as diet, etc. So I compiled a list. I'm sorry, and I'd like to go through uh, the list right now with you briefly. Uh, these are little tidbits that I have been living by essentially over the years. Uh, things that I practice or discovered even before I became a medical professional okay so here we go i just want to get into it uh the first item on the list is sugar avoid it like a plague and for the mere reason is for the fact that it really ages you it ages your body and the first sign is uh, compromised skin integrity um i.e wrinkles or age spots um sugar your sugar intake should essentially never exceed nine grams <clears throat> it should be nine or less and if you are at the nine mark or if you find something that you really want to have that's at the nine uh, gram mark then my recommendation is to only consume half and maybe give the other half to a friend or save it for later because it's just that damaging to the system um, what happens when you ingest a lot of sugar off the body cannot um, digest all of the sugar what it does is stay it's literally stays in the bloodstream and it um, creates an enzyme called AGES A-G-E-S the acronym for the enzyme is A-G-E-S and that is responsible for the damage that the increased sugar um, wreaks in the body overall over a period of time um if you need to drink anything, you know, that you, that requires sugar, like tea, herbal tea or something like that, or even coffee, my recommendation is a plant-based sugar like stevia. Um, that's, a, that's the best thing, ideally, on the market. I believe the company that has the best or the most desirable um, composition or, you know, of uh, the stevia is a company called Sweetleaf. Also, um, Dr. CB, I don't know if you've ever heard of a Dr. CB. He's not literally a doctor, but he did his own research and all that. And he recommends um, the raw agave because it doesn't um, spike the glycemic index or spike your blood sugar in layman terms. It also um, is very alkaline. Um, the body does well in a very alkaline environment versus acidic. Um, the more alkaline you are, the healthier you are. Moving right along, um, after a meal, I was asked if it was wise to drink anything cold or room temperature. My answer is no. It should never be cold, and for this reason. When you consume a meal, um, whatever fat or, or rather oils that was used to prepare the meals, um, when you drink something cold, 
Um, it causes the body to do a lot of excess work. To it has the it has to warm up the fluid essentially that you just the cold fluid that you just took in, and it that's gonna uh, increase your metabolic rate, which isn't a bad thing, but it also mobilizes a lot of the metabolic processes required by the body to get the work done to cool the um, cold drink. But moving right along, um, it's a bad idea to drink any anything cold after a meal because whatever oils that were used to prepare that meal will solidify with the cold. And the solidify means that it would it's going to harden. And those hard deposits are going to adhere themselves to the walls of your colon as well as... Um, the walls of your arteries, believe it or not. Ergo, the word plaque. So think twice before you, you know, ingest something cold after a meal. Also, I mean, if you have to have something to drink, it's best to have um, something hot like coffee or tea. Okay? Uh, moving right along. It's good to, you know, train yourself to drink a glass of water before every meal. Even before you, if you've been... Uh, when you wake up in the morning, the first two hours should not pass without you uh, consuming a glass of water. Before you go to bed at night, you should, or even shower, take a shower, you should have a glass of water. It just does the body so good. Um, it's even better if you throw in a wedge of lime in the water mix because the lime or lemon acts like a detoxifier, you know, but... Um, I'm a big advocate of drinking a glass of water before each meal and for this reason. The water gently wakes the body up and prepares the body for the food that's going to follow. Okay? And the other good thing about water, especially if you have more than a glass of it, it's going to prevent you from overeating. It's a clever little way to prevent you from overeating. So consider that. Um... The third item on the list, do not consume anything heavy or, well, after 6.30 p.m. Um, water's okay or big green salad, you know, with a protein at best if you're hungry, okay, and absolutely need to eat, you know, especially on those days when you've missed a meal. But ideally, um, your body... <clears throat> or your gastrointestinal tract is on fire, literally. I hear the Ayurvedics and the um, food gurus talk about how it's best to eat between the hours of 12 noon and 3.30 in the afternoon. Why? Because the, gas the, the gastrointestinal system is literally on fire. It's at its peak. It's going to work its best to extract the um, nutrients from your food and metabolize it from start to finish. Okay, so it's best to consume meals during that time frame. Uh, my cutoff is 630. Um, but usually, um, I'll probably consume maybe two meals tops in a day. I can literally survive on just one meal, one solid meal a day. And it's a good meal too. And I mean, 
a really, really good meal. And I usually start with maybe a fruit juice. Like I blend it myself. You know, I get a bunch of fruit, um, get some coconut water, throw it in the Nutribullet, add some chia seeds and whatever other goodies, kale. And I blend it up and I drink a glass of that. And that's a, that's a meal replacement, essentially. You know, and um, it fills me up so much. I guess the um, chia seeds, which is protein and fiber, it has a really high fiber content and protein content. You know, and the <clears throat> fruit is water-based, so that adds to the mix to keep you sate for a few hours, you know. So um, that's something I've lived by for years. <laughs> But um, it's a good thing to consider. Um, also, um, when you consume fruit, fiber, nuts, like I told you, you should have um, nuts or use chia seeds in the mix. Or if you're not, you know, uh, blending it to, you know, consume it as a drink, you should... If you're just having fresh fruit, it's always wise to have the fruit with maybe nuts or some fiber element. Um, maybe you could sprinkle some grape nuts or even use the chia seeds on top, okay? Um, for the reason being that it's going to neutralize fiber or any form of protein will, uh, I wouldn't say any, venture to say any form of protein, but protein, uh, like protein-based items like the chia seed, um, the walnuts or just nuts period on a whole, it's going to prevent any rise in the glycemic in index. Uh, make no mistake, um, fruit does have its own sugar. It carries its own sugar. So having fruit in and of it, you know, by itself is gonna, will cause a spike. <laughs> and it won't or it will level off quicker if you use the um, protein or fiber or both okay uh, the other thing is if you have a if you're gonna have a meal and what is it like a full what a four course meal where you have fruit at the beginning or what have, ideally you should have fruit before your meal you should not, it's not advisable to consume fruit after a meal for the um, reason being that fruit also has enzymes. And if you consume fruit after a meal, it will, the enzymes in the fruit will cause the food that you just consumed to rot, literally rot. And um, pay attention, if you do this, pay attention to the quality and the scent of the gas that you pass next time okay so um ideally if you're gonna have a meal a main course plus maybe fruit and dessert afterwards it's i it's best to have the fruit first and then your main course and depending upon what the dessert is sometimes they serve fruit with the dessert or just fruit by itself. So, I mean, if you've if you had fruit with the green salad or something like that before the meal, maybe it's a good idea to just forego the fruit 
in the dessert. Or maybe you could just have, if it's cake or something like that, you could just do the cake by itself, a couple of pieces or a couple of mouthfuls. Okay, the next item on the list. Ah, oh, always gravitate to colorful foods. I don't know why I feel so listless tonight. Maybe tonight wasn't a good idea, a good time actually to um, have a podcast about food. I don't know what it what it is. Maybe I'm getting hungry, or <laughs> maybe I need to eat. I don't know. But it's always best to gravitate to colorful foods, fruits and vegetables included. They're high in antioxidants, and antioxidants are essential in our diets. It helps fight off free radicals and other cancer-forming cells. You got to keep in mind that everything you take in, your body has to go to work to metabolize it. Okay, it, um, the process is usually digestion, absorption, oxidation, reduction. It's, it's an entire process that goes on that you can't see. But that entire process causes, um, um, well, it lets off harmful byproducts, okay, from digestion that isn't always eliminated from your body. So as a result, if it builds up, then disease will occur. And you, you don't want to do that. So um, the more colorful your plate is, the better it is for you, okay? So your diet should always look colorful, <laughs> you know, and as far as food choices, you should always look for non-hybrid foods. The body responds best to whole foods that have not been engineered by man. I just realized black beans recently is hybrid. It's cloned from something else. So is corn. So I don't do much of either. Um, there's a lot of information online about hybrid and non-hybrid foods. Uh, please uh, take a look at it and expand your knowledge where that's concerned. Um, more isn't always best. Um, if you're going to have nuts or seeds, it should not, the amount that you're going to ingest should not exceed the palm of your hands. Uh, pay attention to the signals your body gives after certain foods um, you take in and let that be your guide. I think most of us all, well, most of us, we should know now that most all white foods are not good for you because they're processed or cured to look that way. And you want to stay away from anything that's processed, foods with nitrates or anything that's pasteurized. Um, foods with nitrates would be like, um, what is it, turkey, like those cold cuts, um, turkey bacon, because the nitrates are used, it's a preservative, it's used to prolong the shelf life of foods or those things let me say and they usually have a very salt salty base very salt based so be careful um and pasteurization is that that word is in and of itself a process that takes place it uh they pasteurize the milk cheese and most dairy products for consumption and that pastur pasteurization process is not pretty um, it's best to use like the almond beverage or coconut milk. Those are better choices. Um, no wheatgrass, chlorophyll products. Human, humans can't digest grass. Leave that for the cows. 
And keep in mind that cows, look at the size of them, and they don't eat meat. They feed on what? The grass, okay? And look at how big they get. Yeah, but uh, no wheat, no grass. Uh, no goji berries or seeds from the tomatoes. They're harmful to the body for the reason being that they contain lectins. And lectins, I believe it's an enzyme as well too. I'm not sure. I don't. My memory doesn't serve me right now. Um, but please go ahead and look it up. Check me. But I know for a fact that lectin causes... Um, the spelling on that is L-E-C-T-I-N-S. It causes um, endothelial or stomach tissue and colon dysfunction slash damage. They can literally um, burn holes or create holes or compromise the integrity of your gastrointestinal tract. So you don't want to consume anything that will... Um, or has the possibility or the capability of doing that. Uh, the other item is to stay away from soy or soy products. Um, they're not all bad, but um, they cause infertility long-term, um, cancer, reproductive organ damage, and they deplete your energy. As a man, you should avoid soy products as because they're <laughs> considered pseudoestrogens. They thwart the work of the thyroid, and they kind of make you, as a man, ha develop, um, what is it called, gynecomastia. It makes you develop man boobs because of that um, pseudo-estrogen uh, byproduct. So um, stay away from it. Wine, there is um, a protocol for wine intake. Uh, please refer to the American Heart Association recommend recommendations. Yes, the American Heart Association is the authority where this is concerned and the, and the information does exist. I believe that it's okay to have a, a glass of wine after dinner at night, but not don't consume the entire bottle. I think for men, the allotment is a little greater than it is for women. If my memory serves me correctly, I believe that the wine intake for a woman... Um, during a single sitting is maybe a swig. And I'm talking a mouthful, <laughs> okay? But um, the information's out there. I encourage you to read. Um, the next item on the list. Um, I need to tell you that protein is the bedrock of every meal. It's responsible for tissue growth, repair, regenerations. <clears throat> so um, protein is essential. If you're thinking of gravitating to a vegan lifestyle, then you must substitute the protein that you are no longer eating, like the animal protein, whether it's chicken, turkey, beef, etc. And you can accomplish that with um, plant-based items like hemp, hemp seeds, uh, shogram, amaranth, mushrooms, protein shakes, bars, and other protein alternative foods. Um, mushrooms are excellent as well, too. Mushrooms, believe it or not, research studies have been done that shows that they um, carry or they inc can increase your vitamin D levels. They're full of all kinds of excellent minerals, uh, magnesium, selenium, um, potassium. It's really, really um, a good food. Plus, it has um, protein. Okay, and there are many more out there. 
uh, garbanzo beans is my um, staple bean because it's a complete plant protein. I use it um, with other um, plant items, plant-based items to complement or to, you know, uh, make a full meal. Um, to continue uh, quickly, I've been on the here for about 20 minutes already, but I didn't mean to stay so long. But the other good thing to do is afflict your soul sometimes with cyclic fasting, uh, whether it's a dry fast, a Daniel fast, which is um, what the churches, um, it's in the book, it's a scripture, you could look further into a Daniel fast. Or just do a liquid fast. I think the Daniel fast is certain foods, fruits, vegetables, etc. But um, it's available. I, food items that are consistent with a Daniel fast is available online, and it's a lot of the. Um, it's in a lot of the uh, church outlets or scriptural. You know faith-based outlets, I suppose. Um, feel free to mis mix up the fasting. Like I said, um, I pretty much do a self... I, I realized that I was fasting pretty much when I stop eating, you know, in the evenings from 6.30 and then I don't eat again until the next day between maybe 12 and 4, even later than that. Sometimes it's 1, 2, you know, but I, there are... I reserve maybe five and a half hours during the day to just eat solids. Other than that, um, not eating at all. And fasting is good. It's a good thing because it will allow the body to reset itself by um, self-cleansing. It undergoes a detoxification process internally. And it does... Um, you will ha incur some incidental um, weight loss with it. I'm not suggesting that you do it for that purpose. Um, the benefits of fasting are many. Um, it reduces the blood sugar as well, too. As a matter of fact, I believe it's being used now in the treatment or management <clears throat> of diabetes. So it's a good thing to um, consider. Um, once you're fasting for about 18 to 24 hours, um, autophagy kicks in. I'm trying to give an explanation as to why you might incur weight loss with a fast. And it's for this reason. You're not um, consuming any solids for 18 to 24 hours. Your body, <clears throat> what it does, it will eat up all um, the carbs, the starches, and then it would um, start attacking the fats last. So Pretty much um, when it starts, you know, using the fat um, in your body as fuel, that's where the, when the weight loss um, occurs, okay? It's also beneficial for spiritual atonement. So pray, get, it helps you to get closer to God. Uh, moving right along, the best oils for cooking and frying. Grapeseed oils is best as well as avocado and coconut oils. And the reason being is because the, the best choice for these oils are the unrefined and 100% pure. No additional ingredients should be added. It should be 100% grapeseed oil, 100% avocado oil, 
or coconut oil, and it should be unrefined. Unrefined is a fancy word to mean not processed, okay? The reason why these oils are best for cooking slash frying is because they have high heat or hot points. And that simply means that they will not change their composition under heat. So all of the nutritional benefits will remain intact and you will get them, okay? And it's, well, your body, it's beneficial for the body after cooking. So um, again, the three main oils are grapeseed oil, avocado, and coconut oils. And again, it should be 100% pure. Usually um, when other oils um, are heated, um, and if they tend to change, they, they, if, they, if and when they change, they will change their composition because these things have been tested, the research has been done, and it's available to you as the consumer. It's, it's online. You could look it up. But if an oil has the ability to change its competition, then composition, I'm sorry, under heat, then it's going to release free radicals. And what does free radicals do? I mentioned that earlier. It causes cancer. It wreaks havoc in the body. So we want to avoid anything that has the ability to do that. Okay? Um, again, I didn't get this information from school. Again, it's from my own research. And I encourage you to do your own exploration. Keep learning. It will keep dementia at bay. Um, that's all I have to offer now. But... Um, Hope this information blesses you, and may God bless and keep you. Godspeed. Shalom.